Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the sixth episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I have been extremely busy this past weekend, and on top of it, my air conditioning doesn't work in my apartment right now, and it's kind of unbearable. And it's not even so bad, honestly. Like I, I have to admit, I am kind of being a baby about it, because the I think it was like almost 90 in the apartment, which sounds like kind of hot, only because we were cooking and doing a bunch of stuff that required like the dryer to be running or the oven to be running. So it hasn't been so bad, but at the same time, I feel like because we haven't really had like a real transition from winter to spring in the northeast coast it, it's been like kind of like a really cold spring so far and the just these past couple days it like finally stopped raining well i shouldn't say that it didn't stop raining but it's just started to warm up so i feel like because it just started to warm up and now we're going from this like very harsh change from okay it was like pretty cold i was still wearing like pants and a hoodie outside to boom i need like flip-flops and shorts again it's been making me irritable, so I'm I'm hoping that they can come in and fix my air conditioning because if I had it my way, my apartment would literally be, I want to say, like 65 degrees all year long, and I would be super happy. Anyway, we have a show for you. Um, You know, I thought that I would have a lot less news to cover, honestly. Like, I thought that for sure I'd be running out of stuff, especially with the delay of 2.6 now. But honestly, I think I'm doing pretty well. We do have some news, and I'm kind of doing something that I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I know in the first five episodes, I only really covered, like, the news on, like, Hoyo Lab or Known Bugs and Issues. I never really covered news outside the game, and I feel like everything that is inside the game is... It's very informative, and I think it's important to let you guys know, but I feel like, you know, it's just like information, right? It's just like a wall of text, and I I just can't help but feel like I'm not actually providing any, like, thought or provoking, like, any discussion revolving the news that I've been covering so far. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm changing that, and I don't know why I, I, I haven't done this, right? It literally just took me five seconds to Google Genshin news to get actual, what am I trying to say? Like actual articles that are about Genshin, but aren't like inside the game or posted just by Hoyoverse. So let's uh, jump right into it. We do have some 
known bugs and issues. So we'll start there. We'll start with the known bugs and issues. So they had, let's see, known known issues other than one, but we're going to cover it. We'll cover it after. So they did fix two issues. We'll start with the issue that was fixed on the 12th, which was uh, we're recording this on the 15th. So this issue would have been fixed about three days ago. And the uh, the lineup of opponents in the Spiral Abyss for the second half of May 2022 to be refreshed on May 16th. So that's tomorrow. So when this episode drops, this the lineup of opponents will be refreshed. Um, but it's not going to be adjusted. So this is honestly going to be outdated by the time that this hits your ears. But for this past week that we're covering the news, I feel like it's important to talk about. The opponents will not be adjusted. And the blessing of the abyssal moon for this period is uh, the sheet ice moon after a character's normal attack hits an opponent. This opponent will be afflicted with a mark of ending. After 10 seconds, this mark of ending will be removed, dealing true damage to this opponent. When a character's normal attack hits an opponent with a mark of ending, the damage dealt by the mark of ending's removal will be increased. This damage can be increased nine times. So just a little bit of information, but it sounds like they're going to be refreshing that and changing that up uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, I I tend to just get to the floor of the Spiral Abyss that requires me to struggle a little bit but not fail miserably. And then I just kind of stop there and don't disappoint myself. I feel like the highest I've gotten is like floor 11, chamber 2 or 3. Yeah, and then I usually just stop that and... It's really like solely based on my artifacts because there are so many things wrong with my character artifacts. I actually had to like make a list of which ones I had to switch out and re-level or not re-level, but switch them out and then level them back up because I feel like I just was looking at the main stat prior and it's a mess. So, but yeah, I, this doesn't really affect me too much, um, but hopefully they, you know, change it up a little bit and make it interesting. I, I'm wondering if they're going to refresh the floors then and allow us to get the 100 Prima Gems or whatever it is per floor. So is it 100? 150. I, tr- I don't really dive that much into the Abyss, no pun intended. I tend to just stick to the overworld exploration and completing um i still have a ton of ton to do in the game but and of course i'm completely out of resin right now so building my characters with the artifacts that they actually need to do well in the abyss is a little difficult right now so anyway that's that we also have a another fix which uh they fixed on the 14th they fixed an issue that occurs when using a controller whereby in the event spices from the west which we'll be talking about in a little bit. When offering a dish to a character whose friendship level is already at the maximum, or when the number of opportunities to obtain championship or championship, or when the number of opportunities to obtain companionship XP by offering dishes has already been used up, the cancel button on the confirmation screen that appears when offering the dish does not work. I don't play with a controller. I would like to every now and then if I, you know, when playing on PC and I'm feeling super lazy and I just want to lounge back. But I could see where this is annoying. You, you, I would assume you'd probably have to like force quit if the cancel button didn't work. Because I don't really think there's a way to, I don't really think that there's a way to get out of something like that if the cancel button's not working. But 
Anyway, that issue is fixed, uh, which is good. Uh, so if you're having problems with, you know, uh, offering dishes that, you know, friendship level is already at maximum or you didn't have any more opportunities left, you shouldn't have to worry about that any longer. But we're not going to talk about the Spices from the West event just yet. We'll probably save that for after the break. And then there is one known issue. This was posted on the 9th. It is just another known issue. I don't know why it was posted separately from the other known issues. And it doesn't seem like there's a fix for it now. But like I said, it was posted on the 9th. They say, Dear Travelers, due to an issue with Facebook services... Some travelers have been unable to log into the game normally. We recommend that those of you who are logging in via these methods link these accounts to your Hoyoverse account. You will be able to log in with greater ease once you have done so. They throw the link into the account.hoyoverse website. Our developers are working hard to fix this problem as we speak. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience caused. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Yeah, I, I don't use Facebook. Um, probably should for the show, but I don't. So anyway, uh, yeah, you, you, you'll probably have a whole lot of an easier time, honestly, logging in with your, with a Hoyoverse account because, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I don't even think you can redeem codes unless you have a Hoyoverse account, right? Like if you want to redeem codes and get Freema gems, I'm pretty sure you need a Hoyoverse account to log into your account. No. I could be wrong. I, I think that's how it works. If I am wrong, please tell me. But listen, stop using Facebook to log into your games. It's unnecessary. All right. That is a separate known issue from the other no bugs and issues. I don't know why they, they posted it like this. But if you guys are having trouble with Facebook logins to the game, link your Hoyoverse account. Save yourself some time. Don't use Facebook again. We got some articles to read, and let's see here. Uh, which one do we want to start with? We are going to start with one that I feel like a lot of people are are waiting on, which is the Switch port of Genshin Impact. We do have, I, I say it's news, but, you know, it's, it's, it's news, okay? We're just going to stick with that. I'm not going to downplay it or try to modest myself. It's news, okay? Let's see. Genshin Impact on Switch is still in development. So if you guys were worried about that, fear not. It is still being worked on. Uh, this is off IGN.com. It's been over two years since MiHoYo announced the Nintendo Switch port of Genshin Impact. News about the port has been sparse since then, but the company confirmed that the project is still in development on Thursday. So this was posted on the 6th of May, but I missed this. But I figured, you know, a lot of people are probably waiting for the Switch port for Genshin. We all kind of thought, or at least I thought, and I, I do see a lot of other people saying the same thing is that they thought that for sure the the Switch port would have been here by now. But anyway, during the lengthy wait for the Switch port, some players began doubting the project's eventual completion, theorizing that MiHoYo had abandoned the project due to the Switch's technical limitations. MiHoYo, however, took to a statement to reassure players that the project is still in progress. They share some screen images from Genshin Impact, nothing that's gonna help improve the podcast at all quote the switch version is still in development and we will release more information as we progress further along a representative told go nintendo no further details were provided by mihoyo regarding the upcoming port 
It says, while the Switch port's release date is still remains unknown, the Genshin Impact team has been consistent in updating the game every six weeks, blah, 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 blah. So that's really it about the Switch port, honestly. But it's good to know that it is still coming to the Switch. I have three Switches in my house. I really would love to see Genshin on the Switch. I don't know, like, why people are so worried about limitations. I could see maybe the limitations to like bursts and stuff. I don't want to sound like cliche, but Genshin Impact's world is very reminiscent of uh, Breath of the Wild. That plays pretty well, honestly. But like I said, I could I could see maybe like during co-op or, you know, you have multiple character characters doing bursts. And then, you know, if you're fighting a weekly boss or something that has a lot of really pretty and very graphically demanding like animations, then I feel like, okay, yeah, that could possibly be a problem. But it's actually kind of funny how well mobile handles Genshin compared to like how the Switch handles some games, right? And I've I've played some games where, you know, the game doesn't even look that demanding and, and the Switch does kind of fail at that a little bit, honestly, where at least it's very noticeable. But anyway, I, I would I would play it on the Switch. Honestly, I'd probably play a lot less on mobile just because I'm I'm rarely home. And when I'm home, I'm on PC, so I have this very drastic change in performance as far as devices go. Don't worry about it if you are worried about whether or not MiHoYo is still bringing Genshin Impact to the Switch. It is still a development, and that is good to know. We also have another article off of IGN. This is the very first Genshin Esports tournament. A major Genshin Impact Esports tournament considered to be the first of its kind in the West, has been announced and will be held in the UK next weekend. The Genshin Impact University Invitational UK is a collegiate collegiate, yeah, tournament featuring 10 university teams who will face each other in a series of challenges within the game. Uh, this was announced also by National Student Esports on Twitter. It is hosted by Ginx TV, I want to say. I that's looks like it uh is how it's pronounced. Uh there's a live final in London and there is an 11,000 euro prize pool. So this is an invitational tournament. Each member of the top 3 teams will also earn prima gems, but the amount varies depending on their placement in the finals. So yeah, 11,000 euros that's converted to a little over 13 and a half thousand uh, USD. This event is organized by the UK's University Esports Body and National Student Esports NSE in partnership with Genshin Impact's developers Hoyoverse, Esports News UK reported. The qualifiers will take place at multiple different universities in London, while the finals will be held at Shoreditch's Platform Bar, where spectators are invited to watch in person. They have a, a trailer. I didn't watch this trailer, but I probably will after... I'm done recording. The 10 teams that are taking part are Brunel University London, Imperial College London, King's College London, University College London, University of Surrey, Queen Mary University of London, London South Bank University, uh, University of Roehampton London, University of Warwick, and Wildcard Gaming. This tournament is an interesting development for the Genshin Impact community as it marks a game's first foray into the esports space outside of China and could potentially lead to more competitive events for the action RPG game. 
Very interesting. If you guys are interested, you can register from the 9th of May to the 15th. Oh, and that's midnight BST. So that's over. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, you missed your chance. Um, We wouldn't have covered on this anyway, because I'm pretty sure the 9th was after I recorded the uh, last episode. So this is pretty cool. They say challenges, so I don't know if they're doing like things like in-game, like fastest domain clear, or if they're going to like do some co-op stuff. I think doing things like that in Genshin is honestly pretty cool. Like the idea of being able to do tournaments as far as like races or something, like you start at a location and you race to see how far like or how, you know, fast the other person can get there as like a race challenge. I think that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, it, it, um, oh, okay. So they have, they have a website. It's event.genshinimpact.com and it'll bring you to their website. And it seems like they are competing for Genshin Impact mer- merchandise, which includes acrylic stands, keychains. It says each team member from teams ranked fourth through 10th place will obtain 500 Prima Gems plus keychains. The champion team will get 5,000 euros in total and 2,000 Prima Gems for each team player. First runner-up team will get 3,000 euros with 1,000 Prima Gems for each team member. Second runner-up will get uh, 2,000 euros in total and 500 Prima Gems for each team member. And then there's a popularity award, 1,000 euros in total, and each team member will earn 600 Prima Gems. You can actually vote. Uh, you can vote for teams on their web on that website. And if you... Oh, okay. This is neat. This is actually very good information. So I actually suggest that you guys go to event.genshinimpact.com. Um, it says you can vote for the team that you would like to win. It says the voting points vary according to each stage. Stage 1, 9th through May... The 9th of May to the 16th of May, each vote is worth one point, and you can vote for any team. Stage 2, the 20th of May to the 28th of May at 10 o'clock p.m., each vote is worth three points, and you can only vote for the 10 finalists. 52 lucky supporters of the winning popularity award team will obtain 100 Prima Gems. You need to have a Genshin Impact account to receive the uh, reward. So if you voted or supported... In those two different time frames, the winner of the popularity award. So basically, you just have to vote for the most popular team based on the number of thumbs up that they have on the website. It's very easy to do that. But then you have a chance. 52 lucky supporters of that winning popularity award team will receive 100 Prima Gems. So just make sure you have uh, a Genshin Impact account, obviously. Uh, Check out their website. They have a, a trailer. You can watch it. Check it out. Anyway, if you guys are interested in that, check that out. If you guys are in the UK, uh, check out that event and let me know how it went. Okay, and we have one last article. Uh, Genshin Impact fan points out artifact drop rate problem with the new Dendro element. Um, And this isn't so much a leak. It's more like just some theory, like theorizing basically on whether if and then if it actually does when the Dendro element does drop. Um, so I know a lot of people, uh, think Dendro's coming with Sumeru. If we go to Sumeru, whatever, I, I try to vary. I'm vaguely trying to, you know, talk about this only because it's not a rumor or it is rumored, but 
I don't want to cover leaks. I only want to cover official released content, but this is basically going to be in the perspective of if the dendro element is released and we get artifacts that support the dendro element, it's actually going to pose a problem with the drop rate. So uh, this is off GameRant.com. It says Genshin Impact is known for the variety of anime-inspired playable characters and many unique ways to build them. Artifact pieces have always been one of the most important parts of a character's build, especially in the later stages of the game. However, acquiring Genshin Impact artifact pieces with perfect stats is almost impossible due to the game's multiple RNG layers. Adding a new element to the game would surely have a significant impact to the drop rates of specific artifact pieces. And I'm pretty sure this is uh, in regards to the goblet. Uh, yeah. So while there is still no official confirmation, would be interesting to kind of theorize if Dendro did become an available uh, an element for any available playable character because of what it would mean for the drop rates of certain goblets. Now, here we are. So uh, there was a post on um, the official Genshin Impact subreddit, which pointed out this problem. Goblets are a very important part of a, of a build because if you use a character that basically has elemental damage in its rotation, so a good one would be, we can use Ayato, for example. So when you use Ayato's skill, his normal attacks get converted to AoE hydro damage. And and so it's important that if you want to use somebody like Ayato, that you use your goblet and you have that goblet's main stat be a hydro damage bonus. So just a little bit of, for those of you who are listening who don't really worry about artifacts or you're, you know, you're not, you don't understand how they work and you haven't really dove deep into them. That's just one example, right? So the post says goblets are a very important part of a build since they include, can include elemental damage as its main stat. Uh, there was a Redditor user, not going to put their name in here, that has given two different variations of how Hoyoverse might implement the Dendro elemental damage bonus into the drop rate system. The best case scenario, it says the best case scenario would mean that the drop rates for the last two desired stats, HP and defense percentage, get lowered in order to make room for the new 5% drop rate for dendro damage bonus. However, the worst variation of the new system could include decreasing the already low drop rates of the various elemental and physical damage types from 5% to 4.38, so the dendro damage goblet can fit in. This would make it even harder for uh, travelers to get a specific elemental damage bonus while farming artifact pieces. So if you think about it, it 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 seems like very obvious, right? Like the change that they should make. And I feel like people, the artifact system and the artifact grind is already so long drawn out, especially with the with the amount of resin that we've gotten. And I've already argued to co-workers and, and, and other players really that they need to increase the amount of resin we get at least max out. Right. So with all the artifacts that are out and all the characters that are out and how bad the RNG layers are, they almost need to give us more original resin. Will they do that? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, but I, I do honestly feel like they need to do that. But anyway, so does it seem like a lot, like a big difference? Like when you think about it, what it say, 
five from five percent to four point three eight. So, and you're talking about a goblet, which arguably has like one of the most important stats on there as far as damage goes. And a lot of characters utilize their elemental damage goblet. So when you talk about moving it from 5% to 4.38, well, you may be like, oh, that's less than three quarters of a percent. But but you don't understand. The drop rate for, for that is extremely low. And not only do you have to drop the goblet, which is a... Let's see. So you have five artifact pieces. So you have a 20% chance of getting the goblet, but then another 5% chance of that goblet actually having the correct main stat. And that's not including the substats. And those are random. So you may have three bad substats. And and then that's not including, you know, rolling the artifact to level four to roll for the four stats. So there's a lot of RNG and what this post basically said was the multiple RNG layers to the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of wild. So do I think that they're going to drop the other elemental damage bonus artifact drop rates from 5 to 4.38%? No. I don't because I feel like that is so low and that would really make a lot of uh players mad, right? And they should they should drop the HP and defense percentage. So what would that be? Two point five percent for HP and um, and defense, which would put uh, HP to eighteen point seven five and defense to seventeen point five zero. If it were me, I don't know why they don't just even it all out. They're they're gonna do they're gonna do what they got to do. But yeah, so that is very interesting to think about how they're going to handle it if Dendro drops. I don't know. But I thought it was worth mentioning because I, it's something that I never really even thought about. Um, but yeah, so, you know, hopefully we do get Dendro and I'm hoping that um, they do drop the HP and defense stat. I mean, even the attack percentage, I feel like is fine. Like the post points out and the the Reddit post points out in this article the best case scenario would to just be to lower the hp and defense because the attack is i think um eh, you know the the attack is already a little bit higher than than the defense percentage but but yeah hopefully they don't they don't do that so anyway really cool news article it's something that you know made me think a little bit about um you know hopefully they put a lot of thought into the decisions that they make all right uh we'll take a quick break we will cover the Spices from the West gameplay details that were uh, released two days ago. Talk a little bit about how that event is holding up right now in the game. And then we'll probably close out the episode. There's not a whole lot going on in game right now. Uh, so yeah, listen to some awesome music and we'll be right back. Now we are back from our break 
And now we're going to talk about the spices from the West gameplay details. Um, I know we covered a little bit about the the spices from the West event last episode, but they did come out with these gameplay details two days ago on the 13th uh, on Hoyo Lab. So we'll cover this real quick before we wrap up our show. The new event, Spices from the West, is about to begin, or for those of you listening to the show, it has begun already. A certain lady from Sumeru has come all this way to Leeway to conduct a certain brand of research. Help her complete this research, and fine rewards shall be yours. Uh, the event duration is from the 14th of May from 10 o'clock a.m. server time, and it will run until the 7th of June, and it will end at 3.59 a.m. server time. To be eligible, we talked about this last week, you need to be Adventure Rank 20 or above to create seasonings, and then you need to be Adventure Rank 28 or above and complete the quest Idle Teapot Talk to cook the corresponding dishes and invite characters to taste test. Then we have a gameplay overview. Uh, Number one, prepare ingredients according to the recipes to create fragrant seasonings. Uh, You'll add these fragrant seasonings to delicious dishes to obtain fragrant dishes. Invite characters in your Serenity Teapot to try the fragrant dish to increase their companionship experience. Reach a certain number of recipes created and taste testing invitations to claim the event rewards. Uh, which we mentioned yes, uh, last week, not yesterday. Uh, the rewards are Prima Gems, Character EXP Materials, Weapon, Ascen- Ascens- uh, blah, 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 blah. Weapon Ascension Materials, Mystic Enhancement, more... Oh man. Mystic Enhancement or... And Mora. Create seasoning. A new seasoning recipe will unlock each day in the first seven days of the event. Have the corresponding number of ingredients ready to enter. Uh, When you begin making these seasonings, the needle on the slider will move back and forth from edge to edge. Travelers need to add the ingredients in the order given in the recipe and click the button. It's like a little spoon icon as the needle points to the corresponding ingredient to add them to the pot. The number of remaining attempts will decrease by one each time the needle reaches either end of the slider or when you add a wrong ingredient. Travelers need to add the ingredients in the correct order before using up all the remaining attempts or the seasoning creation will fail. Successfully prepare a recipe to obtain fragrant seasoning. When you reach a certain number of recipe preparation attempts and successes, you can obtain Prima Gems. Uh, We already talked about that. Use seasoning. Unlock Serenity Pot and complete Idle Teapot Talk to access the Use Seasoning interface to make dishes. Use Fragrant Seasoning and Delicious Dish to create Fragrant Dish. Invite characters to taste test the fragrant dishes in your Serenity Pot to increase their companionship experience. And also, hear the responses, which will, be, which will vary based on the character's personal preferences. Reach a certain number of taste testing invitations to claim Mystic Enhancement or weapon ascension materials and other rewards it's it's not that great i'll be honest it's it it's not great the the of drink a dreaming event i feel like was way better the two events are very similar and, and not that they're dealing with food and beverage but literally it's so bland it's bland and and you know what it's funny because it's all about seasoning. You add seasonings to food to make it taste less bland. And this event, it it just it it this event, it's like how a a oven roasted chicken breast. Plain oven roasted chicken breast is how it tastes. It's just not 
it's just not good. It, it'll fill you up, but it's not good. You don't enjoy it. It's, it's cute. I, it's cute. That's like the, the most I can say. It's, it's a very monotonous. It's not interesting. I feel like they could have made the, the adding of the ingredients and the mixing of the right ingredients more interesting. I feel like it could have been like even a, a little bit more challenging. They give you way too many attempts. Um, it's not difficult. So there's that. You're you're really just you know how like your your dish that you're making goes from a regular dish to delicious more meat. I'm sorry, like a delicious dish with like the little gold sparkles. Well, all you do is just use the fragrant seasoning on that food and then bam, you have it. It's it's not like the drink a dreaming event where you actually mixed the ingredients and you had the drink right there in front of you. Like, I don't know. I feel like this was just very thrown together. I feel like apart from their other events that they do in Genshin Impact, I feel like Hoyoverse just kind of threw this together and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Throw it together. There's no, not enough thought, not enough love um, and care into it. I feel like it was just something to get out there. And as far as inviting the characters into your Serena teapot, well, guess what? Guess what, folks? You can't do that right now, right? If you if your companionship experience is even maxed out on all t- on all, I, I believe it's ten, all ten characters or however many characters you have in your teapot, really, it doesn't even matter if it's ten or not. But right now, you can't add any more characters to your teapot because of the maintenance. So think about this: you you can't, you just can't invite them to the teapot. It why they didn't just make? I'm getting off track. You can't invite characters to the teapot, so I guess you can get their responses, even if they eat the dish, you just won't get the companionship experience, because I'm pretty sure there's like a pop-up that you have to click, like, oh, I acknowledge I'm not going to get any companionship experience from this meal for this character, because it's either broken or it's already maxed out. So that aside, you are going to get like a little bit of dialogue, but I'm telling you, it's literally one line. It's not like they go into really good detail or anything about their likes and wants. It's it's a it's like a one-liner and they 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 just say something very um cliché and uninteresting that tells you, "Oh, they like this dish." So, I guess which it doesn't say if you give a dish to a character and they like it that you're going to get more companionship experience. It doesn't I I can't find anything that says that that is true. And then if it was vice versa, where you give them a, a meal that was less than favorable by that character, that it would give you like the lowest amount of companionship XP, but still give you some, I can't find that anywhere. And I feel like that, even that would have been more interesting than giving it all up front. To my original point, it wasn't that great because the dialogue that you get from the characters, it's not interesting, at least in the of a drink a dreaming event. We had like actual cutscenes or like real storylines and the characters interacted with each other like there there just wasn't the, the characters missing. The character that they usually put into their events that I love so much, it's missing from this. Anyway, that's that's my that's my piece. I'm I'm in it for the gems. I'll be honest. I'm only in it for the gems. Three notes for this event though. If the maintenance of the Serenity Pot placement function has ended during the event. Travelers can invite companions who are resting into their Serenity Pot and invite them to try out food. Well, that's good to know, but we'll see. Two, each time you unlock a new recipe, the cap on the number of times you gain companionship experience is increased by three. 
You can gain companionship experience 21 times during the event via taste testing invitations. You can view the number of times companionship XP has been earned on the event page. Um, that's good to know. And then number three, fragrant seasonings and fragrant dishes will expire after June 7th at 3.59 a.m. server time. Remember to use them before they are gone or you will lose them. If you don't care about the dishes, then just do whatever with them. But if you don't want to waste your precious food mats, which I'm sure you have tons of people, then make sure you use up those fragrant dishes or they'll disappear. Uh, that's really all I have to say about this. I'm dropping the ball, and I know they got a lot of stuff on their plate right now, and that's fine. And I totally understand that, but I'm I'm not going to pretend like I like every single thing that Hoyoverse and Genshin Impact puts out. So this is me saying, I don't like this event. It's not that great. Anyway, this is the end of our episode. There aren't a whole lot of in-game events going on. I do plan on adding some different segments to the show to make it a little bit more niche and interesting and hopefully providing you with some laughs or something. Hopefully improving the quality of the podcast and, you know, extending the length just a, just a smidge. So, yeah, that's it for our show. If you guys would like to support the show... Uh, other than listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you guys can uh, leave us a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's really quick. Leave a certain star review on how you know you like the show. And please, 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 if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts and that's where you leave your reviews, write something. Give me some feedback on whether what you like, what you don't like. I'm open to as much feedback as possible. That helps me grow, helps me get better, and it helps improve the show overall. If you guys want to get a hold of me or the show a little bit more directly, you have two options. You can uh, go over to Twitter, follow us on Twitter, and you can, you know, uh, reply on basically anything and, you know, give me your thoughts there. That is at HoyoCast, H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. Or you can join our Discord, which the Discord link uh, will be in the episode description. All you got to do is click that nifty little link and then it'll redirect you over to the app or the web browser discord if that's what you use come on over talk to us there's not a whole lot of people in there right now but we are working on that and i'm trying to add some stuff to the discord to make it a little bit more interesting and you know try to strum up some conversation other than that i think that just about wraps it up oh one more thing i did end up uh getting some of some stickers made that were, they say the residents, it's basically the logo. So if you guys are interested in those, I do want to either give them for people who support the show as far as subscribing and stuff like that when I start to do that, but it's not an active option right now. Um, but I am holding on to, to some of them so I can, you know, give them out for thanks of supporting and, um, all that. So we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully we have a little bit more news or an update on either the switch port or the development of um, 2.7. So other than that, this has been an episode of The Resonance, and I will talk to you guys next week.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.